Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, and hopefully not any children, to Goonies World. I'm Ryan, also known as Mean, joining me today, and as always, I have Sean, also known as Johnny Pharaoh. Hello, everybody. And Colin, also known as Goonie. Hey there. And today we're going back to the world the world of Jupiter Springs, but not the town of Jupiter Springs, I believe. Yes, or the system for that matter. Or, for, or yes, not, not kids on bikes today. It's almost uh, adults on bikes because they... Two of our two of the char- characters, characters are yeah. bikers. Oh yeah, that's I, that's true. I didn't, didn't think of that parallel, but that's, that's very true. Yes, uh, we played kids on bikes several episodes ago, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't. This is set in the same universe in the same world, only it's very far away from Jupiter Springs. It's not that far away because it's in Nevada. Well, yes, true. As very opposed true. to Northern California, and we are in prison. We are in prison at the infamous Hard Gate. This, we should say what system we're playing. Yes, last time, of course, our Kids on Bikes game, we used uh, Kids on Bikes, that system. And today we're using Fudge. And both our characters are going to be in prison tonight. In fact, they have been in prison for a while already, but they are new to Hardgate. So, without further ado, let us investigate this hard time in Hardgate and see if there's anything that our heroes can do to get out of this prison. I'm not even sure if they are heroes. First of all, uh, Goonie, tell us a little bit about the character you're going to be playing tonight. My name's Duke Allen Dale. Uh, they don't, he doesn't go by his full name, Allen. You know, that's just uh, when you're, like, serial killers are sometimes given their full name, uh, but they don't actually go by that or assassins John Wayne Gacy yeah yeah they don't actually John Wayne Gacy probably didn't say his name was John Wayne Gacy probably I'm just said John it was John Wayne Gacy yes well in that case maybe since it's John Wayne but but Lee Harvey Oswald didn't say his name was Lee Harvey Oswald just I'm Lee yeah like John Wilkes Booth probably didn't uh, yeah. yeah so uh, that was a long explanation but uh, <laughs> I just yeah, uh, his name is Duke Allendale, and uh, it just goes by Duke. Uh, and he's a uh, a former, well, I don't even know if he could say former, but he was in, I won't necessarily say his whole backstory since Polly role-play some of that, but uh, he was in a motorcycle, motorcycle club in Jupiter Springs, uh, called the Night Rangers, and uh, once a Night Ranger, always a Night yes. Ranger. Yep. And so, but he's been in prison. That was like way back in the '70s when he first was arrested uh, for killing a man during a bank robbery. Um, he pled guilty, and uh, he's been in prison ever since. But he's been transferred around. Before here, he was at Leavenworth. And um, he is like a big guy with big uh, bushy goatee and like slick back hair. He looks like a what you would think of a, as a convict. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's got a spider web tattoo on his neck. <laughs> and he's got some other tattoos, which might come out later. But um, yeah, that's him. All right. And Ryan, how about uh, your character? <clears throat> 
Well, I'm Frank Williams Jr. Uh, born in Murfreesboro, Tennessee in 1945. And, uh, well, I, I was reckon, I reckon I was gonna be a country star. Uh, I moved to Nashville when I was 14 and I had a couple local, small local hits, but then this rat bastard named Hank Williams Jr. started stealing all my songs and he got real successful and famous and uh, I reckon he's he owes me he owes me for that but anyhow disillusioned disenfranchised I drove my motorcycle out to out west where I belong and uh, joined up with this this motorcycle club and uh, ended up sort of just running some drugs and doing various things ended up getting caught down in uh, Louisiana got sent to whatever prisons in Louisiana. I didn't do any research on that. Oh, they all bad. <laughs> they all bad. Baton Rouge Penitentiary or some shit. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, now you've both, however, been transferred to Hardgate. Hardgate's out in the middle of nowhere, seemingly, in Nevada. The closest town is called West Wells. And it's noteworthy for a small casino. Uh, but that's that's, you know... 30, 40 miles away, far from the prison. Uh, the prison is next to an area that is with a capital W called the Wilderness. Uh, and it's just an area of deep pitted ravines and uh, pine forests and things like that. Generally, pretty dry country. The other settlements that are around here are mostly Musterite settlements. And Musterites are an extreme sect of Mormonism that have been disavowed by most mainstream Mormons, in fact. Fictional, I think. Yes, and they are fictional, the Musterites. Um, and in terms of exactly what makes them so extreme, it's hard to tell from the outside. But rumors are they definitely uh, have some kind of uh, alien Christ theology that uh, um, they can populate other worlds after their death and so on and so forth. But it gets very hazy. And without knowing much about... Uh, you know, religion in general, which I'm sure you guys don't, unless it's some kind of old school church from your youth. Southern Baptist. Yeah, out there, Mur First Murfreesboro Southern Baptist. And, uh, well, at least you'll be immune to snakes. So, <clears throat> anyway, those are some of the other communities that are close by. There is a, a almost a compound rather than a town called Musterton that is nearby and they say that the musterites have a pretty strong influence in the prison because so many of them have been thrown into prison due to uh you know violating local laws property laws things like that quite a few bigamists are in there unrepentant bigamists and so on and so forth that's about what you guys have heard about it other than there's fairly safe factory work drilling holes in the face plates of atm machines and they also make gravel here, which is said to be shittier work that is usually a punishment detail. Literally breaking rocks. Literally breaking rocks in the hot sun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nice. Yes. <clears throat> and, of course, it's not always hot here, but it's hot right now. As you arrive, as uh, you both coming in uh, from separate buses, separate different directions at more or less the same time. And there are, uh, the prison is all in this, this flat expanse of kind of baked ground, and there's some various scrubs around. 
And again, off to your west, there's uh, some hills in a wilderness-type area. And you know off to, uh, off to the east, there is West Wells, which does have a regional airport. Um, but it would be just a straight shot down a highway through not a lot of uh, covered country, you notice, as you drive in. You could possibly get lost somewhere in the wilderness for a while. But in every other direction than west, it looks like wide open spaces with very few places to hide. This is the type of things you think about as you're approaching a prison, perhaps just fantasies of escape as you look out the bus windows. But inside this uh, walled, this area that encompasses a few acres of land and several buildings inside, this great big gate opens. You can see there are six big watchtowers around the walled compound you're driving into. And there's an open yard and several other buildings. You can tell one must be a factory. There's like three buildings together forming kind of a triangle that look like they're probably obviously the cell blocks. And out beyond that, there's a great big yard with all the prisoners outside right now in this hot afternoon taking their exercise in the yard. And of course, they all line the chain link fence as the buses come and unload you and about a dozen other prisoners. And as you two both get off the buses, you see one another and you recognize one another from your motorcycle club days. And there's a few seconds as you get in line there, convicts. A few seconds you can mutter and talk to each other while they're lining everybody up. Meanwhile, the guys lined up along the fence, the other kind, they're all making cat calls and wolf whistles and all kinds of stuff. We're going to cut you up, boy! Things like that. That you, Frank? Huh? You talk? You heard of me? Yeah, I know you. You know me. Do I? Oh, let me been, see. Let me see your neck time. there, son. Is that? Did you say? Did you say there was a spider web tattoo? Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Allendale. <laughs> now, the one guy. <laughs> I told you about a thousand times. I don't use the Allen in my name. I say it just so it's out there, but then I tell you it's it's Duke Dale. It's my name. Not Dale Duke, not Alan Dale, not Alan Duke. <laughs> it's uh, Duke Dale. From now on, your name is prisoner number 344. Get in line there, boy, says a guard, and he taps you on the back of the thighs yes, with his sir. stick. And, uh, in fact, you're both given a prison number, and there are just four, four random numbers, and I was... I'll let you guys go ahead and pick. I don't remember even what I just said. Was it 3544? 3544? Something like that. And uh, now, theoretically, that's, that's, that is your name. And you'll, but right now, everybody's just lined up. And there's a little podium set up by an admi- a building that says administration on it. Like somebody's supposed to come out and give you a speech or something. And there's a guy in a uniform with a, you know, a wide-brimmed state trooper-style hat, wearing sunglasses, chewing some gum, waiting. Looks like he's waiting. He's not st- sitting by the microphone where you'll be spoken to. He's waiting, and it's just a long pause. There's still some more yelling from the prisoners who are lined up, but by this time, the guards have come up and banged on the fence and made them go back to what they were doing. And there's, it gets to the point where it's awkward. They're waiting for somebody who's not showing up. And eventually someone runs out of the administration building. A woman, in fact, creating more catcalls from the peanut gallery in the yard. And uh, she comes out and whispers something to the man in the broad-brimmed hat. 
As you can see, his name tag says Howell. His last name is Howell. Appears that he's the assistant warden. She whispers something, and he shakes his head and looks mildly disgusted, and then himself steps up to the microphone. The girl runs back inside. She's a very attractive young girl. It's been a while since you've seen one out running around like that. Obviously some administration worker. It appears, convicts, that the warden will not be able to address you today as he is indisposed. I'm Assistant Warden Howell. You no longer have a name. You no longer have an identity. You are your prisoner number. You are all automatically, by default, assigned jobs at the factory. If you do well there, you may get promotion. You may get special privileges. If not, you will be breaking rocks in the hot sun. That is all. And then you're pushed uh, into a intake line where you're fitted out with a prison jumpsuit with your number stenciled on it. And I think that these prison... These are probably bright orange prison jumpsuits. That's, that's yeah. what I was imagining. I'd love sure. to go with the old school black and white stripes, <laughs> but I, I, I think we're in orange jumpsuit oh, era here. Did we say that is this is in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we didn't specifically say that. It did take place... It does take place in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only the same setting you know, geographically as the, our fictional Jupiter Springs world, but the same time period as well. And... Uh, so you're fitted out with your uniforms and so on, and then assigned to your cell blocks. And hey, what hey, what's your favorite color of these three colors? Do you like salmon or light green or light blue? Is this a who's asking this? Uh, is, is this DM out? is asking the oh, players. Okay. Oh, yes. Mm, light blue for me. Okay. How about you? Do I have to pick a different color? No. I like light blue also. All right. Well, you guys are assigned to cell block C. And you can see they're splitting up the prisoners into different cell blocks. You guys walk through one gate that leads you into the building, through a small little hallway with glass uh, walls that there are guards inside of. You can see some shotguns hanging on the walls in there and uh, video recording readouts. And these great big gigantic 80s monitors behind the wall, but there's not that. There's only like four guards in there. You go through another door at the end of that little hallway, and it opens up into the cell block. And it goes up two stories, but the second story is, you know, just like a balcony that's ringing the place, and that's all lined with this really heavy chain link so that nobody can jump off the balcony or push somebody off the balcony. And there's stairways to get up to that second level on either side. And in the middle, on the floor... In the central area, there are metal tables and benches that are all permanently attached to a concrete floor. And there's some TVs in cages. On either side, they're playing daytime TV shows that nobody, most of you guys do not want to watch, probably. And you're roughly pushed along by the guards to your cells. Meanwhile, everybody's screaming and hollering. And then uh, you hear a Somebody's yelling from one of the upper and is echoing throughout. And you know this is the cry of the Pale Riders. And the Pale Riders are a motorcycle club. They're violently opposed to the Night Rangers. You realize the Pale Riders have noted you and marked you on the way in. You're still not sure where that strange call is coming from. But there's a lot of rude laughter 
And anyway, Frank, you're taking first to yourself. Uh, and inside, of course, you see some basic toiletries, toothbrush, toothpaste, there's a toilet and a sink, and two bunk beds. Except they're both, the beds are on the upper level. And there's, there's like a little writing table and a stool underneath, you know, the bunk where the lower bunk would be. These are both on opposite sides of the wall. And there's somebody in here already. There's a door clang shut behind you. Uh, you find yourself in here with a really a very unthreatening looking person. And he's got a very serious comb over and small and slight. Greetings. Hello, how are you? Looks like we're going to be roommates. <laughs> I guess so. What's your name? Name's, name's Spivey. What's yours? Spivey. My name is Frank. Frank. Frank Williams Jr. from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Frank Williams Jr. That's right. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Tennessee, really? Wow. That's uh, right. From Cleveland, Ohio, myself. Ohio, yeah, that's right. That's Ain't too right. far from Tennessee. No, no, I guess we're uh, simpatico in that way. I guess hopefully we'll get along. I, I don't want any trouble. I'm not a violent guy. I'm a, I'm a white collar criminal. Oh, a white collar criminal, not one of them uh, pale riders, then. Oh no, 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 not at all. No, in fact, they're uh, they're one of the most powerful gangs in this in this prison. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you've basically got your your three main main gangs in this prison. You have the Pale Riders, and uh, I wouldn't say they're out and out Aryan, but you know they've certainly got a strong streak of that. And on the other side of the spectrum, you've got the Dog Pack. And Dog Pack is uh, well, just no one to mess with either. That being said, you got a third player in the mix, the Heller Gang. They're musterites. They're fanatics. They've named themselves after Jacob Heller, the uh, founder of musterism. And uh, they're kind of a wild card in the mix, as it were. So, oh. I mean, if I were you, I'd align myself with one of those gangs. Well, none of them sound uh, all that good to me, to tell you the truth now. Well, none of them are, no. I only survive because I'm pretty good at... Uh, making documents you understand if i'm given the proper oh so i can help everybody out a little bit and therefore i generally don't get beaten and raped well that's that's good for you i imagine it sounds like you could be very resourceful useful person so at some point uh, but uh not any uh, night rangers around that you're aware of in any meaningful numbers there. little night rangers what yeah is that isn't, isn't that what they're called yeah okay yeah good yeah he but he doesn't unfortunately right. he doesn't he's not heard of them all right. Not a big enough game, I'm, I, I guess. I'm not really what you'd call an expert in these matters. And, and what's, your, what's your last name again? Uh, it's Spivey. Just think of me as Spivey. Spivey. Okay, well, Spivey. I have no last name anymore. Oh. I've forgotten it so long ago. Oh, all right. Philosophically speaking. Well, Spivey, I suppose then if... Now, now that our introduction's out the way, I'm gonna have to give birth to a pale rider. <laughs> like, like gonna pull his pants down, sit on the toilet, and take a shit. Oh. And uh, there's some scattered laughter and catcalls. And uh, meanwhile, Duke is led to his prison cell. The door opens and you're gently pushed inside where you see a blonde guy with a mustache sitting on the toilet. Oh, 
Wow, thank you. Thank you very much, she says to the guards. Bad timing, I guess. Yeah, really bad timing, but don't, it's something you'll have to get used to. I'm used to it, just not here. Oh, yeah, transfer, huh? Mm-hmm, Leavenworth. Oh, oh, my, my. I've been here my whole time. Yeah. Anyway, they call me Redford, you know, due to my uh, mustache, blonde hair, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see you here. You like to play cards? Sure. Well, I made my own deck, you know. Hard hard to get, but I, I put, put some together. Back some milk cartons, stuff like that. Always down for a little wager. Uh, well, a little soon for that. Uh, let it get situated first. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, like I said, I mean, obviously now is not the time because I'm busy. Oh, that's but, true. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I've done a bit of uh, casino work in the past. What kind of, what kind of what, what line of work were you in? You know, before... Before everything Before, went bad. Mm, uh, here in, I just uh, did a. a, 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 I'm, a I'm a murderer. I killed people. <laughs> oh. And I'll kill you too if you cross me. Hey, no, no, not at all. Kill, kill you in the face. <laughs> now, I don't want to be killed in the face or, or any other way. Listen, I've only got seven more years in here. I'm not going to cause any trouble for you, pal. Don't worry about that. But, uh, listen, murder is a pretty heavy thing to live with, yeah. you understand? I'm, I hate to tell you, you're probably going to have to talk to Dr. Trudy. What about? Well, I don't know what they talk about. There's the, she talks to the murderers. They have a little murderer group. Hmm. They got to talk about their feelings. Murder club, talk about their feelings <laughs> and so on and so forth. And making amends to families, writing letters. I'm not sure exactly what goes into, but Good. FYI. Because I'm guilty. I'm very guilty of the crime but i you look guilty yep yeah well i'm glad you're you have no problem from me there boss got this spider web tattoo looks make me look even more guilty well tell you what you look like you probably fit right in with the pale riders uh i don't think i'd get along with them was in another little motorcycle club of my own we don't See, I'd I. Well, listen, you know, you pretty much have to get along with them in this place, unless you're gonna go, unless you're gonna go join up with the dog pack. But you don't look I'm like a, the type. What What are they all about? Well, I don't know. Their leader is named Sugar Tits. But oh boy, don't let the name fool you. Sugar Tits Leonard. He's tough as hell. He's huge, black dude. Okay, and he don't take nothing from nobody. But like I said, they've got cell blocks. Uh, a and B pretty much locked down, to be honest with you, because they'll take anybody. The Pale Riders only take white dudes. So, you found just the wrong cell block if you're not into the Pale Riders, I'll tell you well, that. let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, which club are you in? Well, I'm not really in any specific club. You see, I, uh, I'm friends with everybody, because I run a little... He makes sure he l looks both ways at the door. I run a little game, you understand. Let's just say, Officer Davis, between you and me, a bit of a soft touch. He owes uh, some mutual friends of mine some money, so we have a little game we like to do on Saturday nights around here when Officer Davis is on watch, and I kind of, you can think of me as the house in this little house game. Okay. So I don't have to kowtow to anybody too much, but I tell you, I try to stay on the good side of everyone, especially the Pale Riders. King Kelly is nobody to mess with. Now, you've never heard the name King Kelly before, but he's obviously the leader of the, the Pale Riders in here. 
tell you what, it won't be King Kelly that comes after you if you piss them off. It's going to be Ross the Hoss. And you've heard of Ross the Hoss. He was famous back in the late 70s and mid-70s. He was famous among the motorcycle clubs. Definitely a multiple times murderer. Yeah, you know, he's the he's sort of King Kelly's chief enforcer. Somebody to watch out for, man. I'll be careful at dinner time. <clears throat> I will. All right, man. Well, after uh, it was, you know, afternoon when you arrived and after that exercise in the yard everybody starts lining up to go into the cafeteria there's a big buzzer and the doors open you guys get to go outside and uh stand in a line and this is when i say outside i mean outside of your cell blocks frank you're you're still probably standing more or less close to spivey and he's like yeah that's where we eat and everything they also have movie night in there very popular very popular you gotta have good behavior to get to movie night but sometimes they even have popcorn it's a couple days maybe a day or two old so it's stale but uh they put some of that hot yellow grease on it it's mm, pretty good yeah imitation butter boy that's good stuff yeah you know uh and uh oh oh hey you guys look like you uh, go to the same barber, <laughs> he says, as you come up. Mm-hmm. And you're both kind of coalescing there in line. How you doing, Spivey? Uh, hello there. Oh. I'm Duke. Duke, okay, yeah. So, well, you guys know each other? Uh, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> yeah, we, 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 yes, sort of. Well, we're, we're, so I certainly say we're acquaintances. Oh, shit, 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 it's Stroker. Who? Stroker. He's awful. Well, well, well says a voice and this guy walks up and there's like three or four younger guys following him these these guys look tough but not big and bulky and beefy uh lean sinewy Ooh, i do so love when the new meat comes in Mm-mm-mm. let me look you up and down boys meanwhile spivey is like trying to hide behind you more or less frank Mm-mm-mm. He looks you both up and down. Well, well, let me tell you, there's lots of advantages to being friends with Stroker. I'm going to have to see you boys later in the, in the showers, maybe, and see which one of you I pick to be my new punk. Mr. Mr. Stroker, sir. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Say that again. I just have one question. Uh... <clears throat> Are you with the Pale Riders? Well, I tell you what, I ain't with the dog pack, and I ain't no Mormon. You know, the Pale Riders, they real men. They know how to get things done. So I say, yeah, I'm with the Pale Riders. Who you with, boy? Well, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Uh, oh, I like stroke, I like funny stories. How about later on, me and you curl up with a with a little bottle of raisin wine from the toilet, and you tell me all your stories. I wouldn't do that. Y'all, oh, no? Y'all, y'all, make, y'all make wine in the toilet? Of course we do. <laughs> Best wine you ever had. Just a I night I wouldn't of, drink his wine. Well, I don't think it's wine he wants me to drink. Oh, well, <laughs> that's very good. You stop talking and move on in line, said the guard. Punch him right in the dick. You're going to punch uh, Stroker in the dick? <laughs> yeah, if I can. <clears throat> All right. Here we go now. Here we go now. Stroker, uh, he, he was sort of semi-distracted by the guard, but it was a high-tension you know, high tension moment. He's not completely unready for I it. Wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. So let's, uh, anyway, just as the guards are coming to try to get you guys moving, and of course, the second any 
physical action breaks out, everybody kind of moves away a few steps and starts yelling at the top of their lungs. So there's pretty much suddenly chaos within a millisecond. Now let's both roll our power dice and compare our results. Oh, and a Stroker, fuck. Stroker has a good power, and it looks like uh, he, he only rolls a fair result, though, in this. Well, I rolled a mediocre result. Okay, well. I rolled three minus. You lash out to punch him in the dick, but he backs up. He goes, ooh, you're going to have to be a little quicker than that, boy. Oh, I'll be quicker next time. Now the guards finally come up, and one of them spins you around, and uh, does a whole sucker punch right in the gut. If, unless you want to stop it. You might just take it in the gut. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens if I take it. Alright. Well, if you, what's going to happen is he's just going to knocks the wind out of you and sets an example for everybody. Listen, you're new here. Alright? It's just a guy. You look up see his name tag is Davis. And, uh, you wouldn't necessarily know that Davis is a soft touch, but you've heard that. And, and uh, so as he kind of helps you back up... Not gonna have that kind of behavior around here. Just get my bearings, sir. Yeah, well, get your bearings on your own time. You're gonna get yourself hurt or killed, maybe. And I'll have to fill out a lot of paperwork, so be cool. All right, Stroker, keep moving. I have a feeling we're gonna see each other again. And listen, boy, you don't have to punch me if you wanna touch me there. But I think you're the one that's gonna get touched. <laughs> and he kinda <laughs> walks off with his little posse following him. And then it's into the dining hall. And you can see there's like a big whitewashed wall on one side where they must project these movies he's talking about on movie night. But it's just a great big long hall and you stand in line with everybody else to get your food. And what it seems to be is kind of some like wet ham and a snot-like gravy on some bread. And there's a little fruit cup with a little plastic lid on it and a brownie and some extremely wet salad. It's not wet from any kind of uh, dressing or anything. It's just wet. Like it's been sitting in water. And after going through the line and getting all that slopped down, it's not like you have assigned seating or anything like that. And I imagine you'll... Yeah, Frank, I, even though I don't really like you too much, uh, I think we ought to stick together in this uh, mess hall. I reckon that's not a bad idea at all now, but... <clears throat> I, now... I heard, I, I heard the, the pale riders is around here, and I don't want to sit with them. But no. uh, do you know any? You know anything about this other? The, the, the not the religious nuts, but the other guys, the dog pack, dog pack or something. Yeah, you know, you know anything about them? No. Uh, might be our best bet though. Uh, do some uh, intel on them. Find out <laughs> we're a good fit. Excuse me a minute. Excuse me. There's a guy walking past. He's got his tray still in his hand. I couldn't help it over here. You talking about the dog pack? That's right. I, I think we was. Well, I got a message for you from Sugar Tits. All right. Sugar Tits is the man behind the dog pack, you understand now? You say his name is Sugar Tits. Sugar Tits. All right. Because he's a sweet thing All to right. everybody but you. Now, it's your first night. That means you got to give Sugar Tits your brownie. And that is exactly the reaction from a lot of the people in the table around you, but they're all looking at you with this look like it's a joke they've already heard or seen a million times. 
Come on now, you gotta give up the brownie for sugar tits. I'll give him more than just my brownie. I'll just hand the whole tray. Oh. Well, now listen, a brother's gotta eat. And he uh, slides off the brownie <laughs> onto his own tray. Now, how about you? You gonna give sugar tits your brownie? Or am I gonna have to tell sugar tits that you're not cooperating? Maybe you one of them pale riders. No, but in fact, I am part of a club already. Oh yeah, what club you part of? Well, might as well say it out loud. I'm from the I'm in the Night Rangers. Suddenly, everything <laughs> it's like a little more quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, well, you gonna give up that brownie? Well, I'm not gonna have to tell Sugar Tits that the Night Rangers ain't cool. Now look, how about you ha- take half of it and I'll take the other half. Give Sugar Tits your brownie, boy. That's right, give Sugar Tits your brownie, boy. Uh, all right, this one time, then... then That's it- what I said on the first night. It's, it's a very gentle tribute when you consider what Sugar Tits could do to you. Right, I'll give him the brownie and then we'll find out uh, what this uh, dog pack's all about. Well, what the dog pack's all about right now is brownies. And he walks back to his table where there's a bunch of people laughing. And there's this guy. He's huge. I mean, he looks like if Jabba the Hutt was a black dude. And he's like shiny bald, too. And his suit just barely fits on him. And he looks over at your table and blows a kiss. That must be must be sugar tits over at the other table. Meanwhile, though, there's kind of a shadow coming up from the other direction. Both of you turn around. And there's this immense guy standing there. He's uh, got a bristly red beard, but his face is a little messed up. Like maybe he had some burn scarring a long time ago, so the beard doesn't come in, you know, uh, nice and full. It's like patchy and mangy looking. Same way with the red hair on his head. And he's the ginger hound. Boy's got mange. And uh, Spivey, who's sitting nearby, goes, oh, no, it's Ross the Hoss. Now, there's a name you've heard before. Again, this is Ross the Hoss, who's said to be the chief enforcer of King Kelly, uh, who is the leader of the Pale Riders. Well, 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 says Ross the Hoss. Looks like we got ourselves a couple of night rangers. At least that's what I hear. Yeah, I figured you, you caught me when we came in, so might as well, you know, admit to it. Well... I'm afraid that puts us in an awkward social position, doesn't it? I reckon so. But it ain't a man's fault if he's sent here, you understand. So I'm going to give you the same choice that King Kelly gives every other motorcycle club member who comes here. You stand up right now and you tell this whole cafeteria that the Night Rangers are nothing but a bunch of pussies. Just a bunch full, of little sister full. Christians. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. I already gave sugar tits my brownie. Now, you best get motoring. <laughs> What's your price for flight? <laughs> I want That's you right. to well, give me that salad. No. Yeah. Uh, I want a piece of ham. That's all I want. No. Now, he says, uh, nope. Then you get a chance to join the Pale Riders and repent the error of your ways. I won't do it. You won't do it? No, sir. All right, well, how about this then? And with a lightning-like movement for a guy so big, he reaches into his pocket, and you can see he's got a little shiv, probably made from a toothbrush, and he attacks you, the speaker. And, uh... With that being said, he only gets a good result, so we'll see how you do. 
And of course, the cafeteria goes wild at this point with screams. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're running power. Yeah. Okay. So good. Well, you both have a good result. So there's a struggle. You grab his arm, probably, you know, or dodge out of the way. But now you've got something you can do, Frank, in this same millisecond of activity if you want. Um, it's hoping that, 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 that he's, like, kind of distracted. They're, you know, he, they're distracting each other. I'm going to try to get that shiv out of his hand. Okay. Um, that seems like the least sort of violent and most useful to the cards thing I can yeah he'll try to stop you from doing that but I just get a good he also gets a good so I can see there's kind of a three way struggle going on going on now meanwhile the prisoners are all violently cheering you can see there's guards already running over this way um one of them has a shotgun um and Ross the Hoss uh, again tries to wrench his arm away and stab you and this oh time, this time he gets a great result. And what did you get? Uh, fair. Well, and you can check two boxes off your little damage track there, because Duke is now beaten down. Beaten down. Boom. And that, that means literally you kind of fall back from him for a second. And there's this huge cheering from one block of the cafeteria, which must be where most of the pale riders are sitting. And meanwhile, what are you doing? Frank, uh, I'm st start screaming Shiv, 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 and then I just go for it again. All because, right. which I have no, no chance of All getting. All right, no, that's not gonna work. Well, it's mediocre. Yeah, that's not gonna work. But just about this time, the guards come running up, and unless you guys want to fight the guards, which as soon as there's never guards, a terrible idea. I just wanted to be clear that I'm going for the weapon, and mm -hmm. as soon as the guards appear, I'm hands up. Yeah, and they grab you and throw you on the ground anyway. Same same with you. And then about six of them jump on Ross the Hoss. And there's all kinds of crazy cheering and stuff like that happening now. Everybody, uh, both of you, please raise your prison reputation from terrible to poor. And you have stood up to the Pale Riders basically in front of everyone. That being said, you two are also dragged away. You don't get to finish your dinner. And you're taken to the hole. Two separate, uh... I didn't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Tell it to the hole. So the okay. guards are dragging you. You're both thrown into the hole. They're just basically two small cells without even a toilet in the... There's just a drain in the floor. And you both have to sit in there all night. Wait, you said two separate? Yeah, one? you're not the same. Yeah, it's like... They drag you down into a hallway, in fact, where it looks like there are four separate cells. And it is down in the basement of not cell block D, but the administration building. You drag, dragged across the yard. And they drag Ross off, too, and throw him into one of them. Only you get the sense he's going to be in there for a lot longer. There being at least a tiny bit of leeway given to the fact that it's your first night. And maybe because you were going through the shiv and so on and so forth. But... You don't really see what the reaction is for the rest of the night, and certainly the rest of your night passes without incident, unless you can think of something to do in the hole. Well, are we in connecting cells? I'd say that's highly likely, sure. sure. Okay, so we might be able to, if there's like a vent or something, you know. I've seen a lot of movies where they <laughs> do that. They can talk to each other through the vent. 
Yeah, you know, I didn't specifically know if there's a vent or not, but I'm going to assume that they've uh, probably not got a vent leading directly in between cells. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear me singing? I'm starting to. I'm busting. I'm busting the song. You know. Okay. Convicted of a felony. They dragged me off to jail. And through the walls, you can hear a voice, like the voice of an angel, a southern fried angel. Sounds <laughs> kind of familiar, that song, but somehow different. Transferring to penitentiary, the Hardgate Hotel. Now I'm so lonely. To the strains of Hardgate Hotel by Frank Williams Jr., you eventually fall asleep. The first night now, you're just beaten down, so you can go ahead and take uh, take your damaged track back to normal. And the next morning, you guys give him some slop for breakfast, and uh, instead of being taken directly back to your cells, you're taken through the administration building up a secure elevator by four guards and into... Simultaneously? or Yeah, simultaneously. Okay. And into a big office that is overlooked with a great big window that's overlooking the prison. You can see all the different buildings of the prison from up here in this office. And there's a backgammon board on a table and a big desk. Um, and a guy with a suit and tie looks totally normal. Young guy, maybe like 30, 31. And you two are both sat down. You're not uncuffed, though. Your, your ankles and your wrists are still cuffed, but you're sat down in comfortable chairs in front of this guy's desk. And he's watching people break rocks in the gravel-making yard down below. Turns around. Wow, hello, fellas. I'm, I'm the warden. Name's Mason Wells. How are you? Well, howdy, howdy, warden. How are you doing today? Hello, sir. Well, uh... I know nobody likes to be in prison, fellas, but uh, listen, that kind of fracas we had last night in the cafeteria, boy, you just can't have that. Would you rather me join a gang? I turned them down, you know. Well, I'm not what sure what the, the whole thing. Well, I'm not sure what started it, but you know what? Every time there's a fight, I get somebody in here saying, ah, but he started it. You know, you're in charge of your own behavior. Is it uh, Mr. Dale? Right. That's right. All right. Tell him, Mister Williams. You know, you guys are both in charge of your own behavior. Wouldn't you agree that you're both in charge of your own behavior? Can you be okay even if other people aren't okay? Well, uh, how long have you been a warden? Warden? Uh, Eighteen months. Uh, my my father got uh, the county commissioner. Uh, thought I would be well suited for the job. <clears throat> you see, down uh, down there, down on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> certain things happen. And uh, it's kill or it's, it's be not, killed. It's not like elementary school. <laughs> well, now, uh, now that really sounds like more of a conversation to have with Officer Howell, who's got a lot more experience in these matters. Of uh, you know, I know there's some nasty, bad things that happen sometimes that hurt our feelings or maybe even hurt our bodies. Now I had to give sugar tits my brownie. Well, yes, I understand that sort of a ritual, but I understand, you know, what's a brownie? I gotta be honest with you, fellas, the brownies they serve you guys, they're really not very good. Now, I'm not meaning to talk bad about uh, the food service at this facility, but, well, it's prison food now, you understand? Well, that's true, but uh, we do try to make it as healthful and nutritious as we possibly can. Oh, oh! The phone is ringing. Will you all excuse me? Uh, You hear the door open behind you guys, and if you look, Officer or Assistant Warden Howell has come in to the room as well, and he's waiting while uh, 
This guy talks on the phone. You can tell from the way he answers the phone, it's not an official call. Oh, uh, hello? Oh, well, hey, you. Oh, well, just, fellas, uh, just remember, warning, okay? No more, uh, no more hijinks and shenanigans in the cafeteria. Okay, you're there to eat, not there to be cool, okay? <laughs> so I'll just remember that. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you two are done with the nursery lesson, says, uh, where the hell did this prison s- find this guy? He's the son of the county commissioner. Yeah, but don't worry about him. Well, that sounds like nepotism, boy. Whatever it is, it's none of your business, says Assistant Warden Howell. Now it's time for you guys to go back. Next time you get in a fight like that, you're gonna be in that hole for a lot longer. You understand? Did you, uh, Place, place bets on that uh, brawl we had. I don't place bets. Okay, first, first. Uh, and I'm done fraternizing with cons. It's time for you guys to go to work. You're gonna have to skip your shower and breakfast. <clears throat> well, all right, if you insist, sir. But I have, I have one question, if I may. One final question, and then you're getting to work. What's a guy supposed to do out on the floor when he is approached by? Uh, a man with bad intentions. You throw your hands into the air. You yell, danger, danger. And guards will help you. <laughs> and of course... That sounds like the pussiest shit I ever heard in my life. I'm just gonna get my ass killed in here. Well, in Game Master to players, that also is a sure way to lower your prison I reputation. Guess, I assume. Yes. But that's the only way you would not get punished in a fight. Is a danger, danger! And... <laughs> So you both assigned to work, as you heard in the welcome speech that this same Assistant Warden Howell gives you, and you got the sense by now that Assistant Warden Howell is, for all intents and purposes, the actual right. warden. Yeah, um, seems that way. Because this other guy's just like the <laughs> most smarmy. I mean, you made him uh, uh, well played, you know, just and making him the most punchable fucking character. Now, now we don't punch. We don't punch. That's bad. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's not bad. It's a bad choice. You're a good man, Frank, but you're gonna make bad choices. That's why you're here. Now he didn't say any of that, of course, but you can imagine him saying such things oh, as you're yes. led across the open compound. Past where they're breaking rocks in the hot sun. There's big old piles of rocks. There's even uh, a small earth mover, and uh, I mean like a like a like a bobcat. Yeah, like a little bobcat-sized earth mover, and a forklift as well is parked over by a big building with smoke coming out of the top that you think must be the laundry. It's steam, not smoke, coming out of the top. So you can see the laundry from here, but you're led past the rock pile to. Uh, another large building, and you can hear the sounds of clockwork-style machinery from in there. You're both uh, set in front of a machine that literally punches a certain sequence of holes in a piece of metal, and it keeps moving, and you punch it again, and it keeps moving, and an officer, Simmons, comes out to show you how to do all this. So anyway, fellas, that's basically how it works. You do that, you're on for a six-hour shift, we have a break, you're on for two more hours, and then that's it. Any questions? Um, is, is there any, is it the only job in, in here? Well, that's where everybody starts. You do a good job here. Maybe you get to be an office clerk, librarian, something like that. No, oh, all right. All, all right. right, but you got to do a good job in here, and you got to build up trust. You understand, fellas? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, are, there are banks who are relying on us to make the faceplates for these ATMs. 
And now you're gonna make 30 cents today. Now you can use that in the commissary to buy yourself, uh, you know, some cigarettes if you save up your money and uh, other things like that. But we're not screwing around in here, all right? I like to I like to look be cool to you until you're not cool to me. You understand? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm all right. And the place is pretty well guarded. And as he leaves you to your work, just from the other side of the workbench area, as the line is up and running now, and if you talk to each other or whatever else, you got to keep punching your hole at the right time in these drilled faceplates. And right on the other side of that from you is a... Well, it must be fate. We see each other again. And it's Stroker. Is he working? Yeah, he's working. And he's uh, he's on the other side of the line now. He's doing something a little more delicate, a little more detailed, a smaller faceplate on a smaller uh, belt. Well, every day we're just going to get to spend together. I didn't see you boys in the showers this morning. Got those privileges taken away. Well, well you boys, just make, you're not making friends anywhere. Well, I got some good news for you. King Kelly says I can have you to do whatever I want with. And he just might help me get you. What y'all think of that? I'm ignoring you. <laughs> how, how thick, by the way, how thick are the, these face plates we're punching holes in? Oh, not even half an inch thick. Okay. Pretty, pretty small. Yeah. And are they like drills or are those like... No, it's like a big press. It's a... Like a <laughs> snaps the holes down through it. And what happens to the little pieces of metal that they go off below the conveyor belt onto a smaller conveyor belt where they appear to be taken off somewhere to Can I harvest them? Is it would really be possible? Well, a man would have to be pretty cunning to do such a thing. In fact, I would say a man would have to have at least great cunning oh my. to pull that off. But you never know. Well, it doesn't seem likely, but I will give it a shot. Mm, I do not succeed. Well, unfortunately, you think maybe if you, uh, if the machine, if it wasn't running, like when it stops for a few minutes, it'd be a much better time to slip your hand in there. But, what are you uh, trying to do there? Maybe at the end or beginning of a shift. Got some kind of use for those? Well, you never know. Maybe metal, metal shavings, fragments could come in handy. Could be sharpened. Could be thrown in the eyes of a some rapist. Well, that's, there's a there's a few true. holes that they're punching out, like made for a little miniature screen, you know, and like an old school. Uh, of course, it'd just be a little tech screen, you know. These ATMs being a pretty new thing, relatively. Uh, they're decent size. I mean, you could theoretically form a small blade, small metal blade from one of them if you could get it out of here. But definitely hard to do while the machine's moving. And. Uh, Officer Simmons, at the end of a long shift, stops the machines, but he's unfortunately come right up to you at this time. All right, now, uh, I just want to show you what we're doing here. I'm marking this clipboard to show you've earned 30 cents. You can spend that in the commissary. You can get yourself a pack of ramen for that. I'll tell you that right now. Ramen noodles. You're going to save up for something more a little later. You get yourself a pack of cigarettes for 90 cents, so on and so forth. But uh, you did good work today, so you notice how I'm putting this check mark in that column. That's how it works. You boys understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, um, get some ramen. You can sharpen that into a chef. Uh, Uncooked ramen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine you probably could. That's a good point. It's a good idea. I'll learn that in Leavenworth. Um, question, sir. Um, uh, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the schedules like? I, I just, I just, I don't necessarily want to be working alongside that stroker fellow. Well, I'm afraid we're going to get have an altercation. In terms of job assignments, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. 
Anyone who has an altercation in here gets to break rocks for six weeks. So I, I, I guarantee you Stroker doesn't want to do that any more than you do. So you just mind your own business and ignore him best you can. I saw him talking to you. I saw you ignoring him. You're doing the right thing. All right. What's all that right. he's working on there? Something different? Well, what we got there is, uh, you ever heard of a, a car phone? No. We put him in the console of BMWs. And he's working on the faceplate for that. Car phones. Wow. <laughs> well, this is a private prison, you understand. So just think of yourselves as really cheap labor. Hey, it's better than being in China, right? All right, guys, that's enough chit-chat. We got to get moving. Well, well, well. This is... He wasn't sitting there listening the whole time. But as you're walking out, and everybody's sort of filtering back across the yard towards the cell blocks, because pretty soon it's going to be dinner time. You have free time for about an hour. You can go out into the yard or whatever. Well, well, well. Proper little pet of Officer Simmons, aren't we? Says Stroker, and he's got his little posse with him. And he's coming right up to all of y'all now. And there's a few people starting to back away. I'm just walking to the yard. Oh, where are you walking? Uh, where are you going? It was my understanding now that it was uh, time for, to go outside and get some exercise. Oh, I'll give you some exercise. Nah, I don't reckon you're going out. All right, well, how about you, big boy? You want to have a little exercise with Stroker? I don't think so. No? Oh, well, you're missing out. Don't worry. I'll see you later. My brownie's still recovering. Hey, I, I'd just like to see you try. I got I got booby traps. Booty, booty traps. Now, you're about towards the yard now. This and isn't my first rodeo. There's more people standing around. Stroker goes, wait a minute. You'd like to see me try? Believe me, the only thing ain't, the only thing is stopping me from trying right now is I don't really feel like spending the night in the hole. But don't you worry. The first time when it's just me and it's just you. Then you're gonna spend the night in the hole? Not in my hole. <laughs> All right, fellas, move along. Get it in there. Stop jawing, you chatty Cathy's. Keep it moving. Well, you get into the yard, and Stroker and his guys just hang around at the other end of the yard in a little cluster. Obviously talking about you, looking over at you, things like that. Every now and then, Stroker blows a kiss in your direction. Something like that. Boy, I tell you, you guys, this little fella comes up. He kind of looks like Clint Howard, you know, Ron Howard's uh, brother, Johnny Bark. And, uh, and boy, I tell you what, you guys, well, you're really making a lot of enemies quick. How you doing? I'm Lippy Moe. Hey, Lippy Moe. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Boy, I tell you, you guys are just going to get yourselves killed in here. You need to make a friend. Well, uh, I did give sugar tits my brownie. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm thinking I might check out them uh, Muscovites and see what they're about. I'm not. I'm no Mormon. What do you mean, the Musterites? Musterites. Yeah, well, I I don't know. Gee, I'm not one of them either. But, uh, no, I'm just saying... It, but I tell you what, if you you say you're in with sugar tits, you need to get yourself transferred to cell block A or B. Boy, I tell you what, I heard that the pale riders will come at you in the night. They got a guard on their side that will open your cell while you're asleep. Ooh. See what you can do to get yourself transferred if you can. That doesn't sound good at all. Nah, <laughs> they were coming in. I'm, well, I, fortunately, I sleep like a cat. But Well, I know a guy who can get you transferred. But I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have a little something from you fellas. You want a favor? Or something? Good? I just want a pack of cigarettes. Uh, Give me a pack of cigarettes. I'll get you an introduction to somebody who can help you. 
I don't have enough for sale. I've got to buy some ramen noodles. So. Well, when you, when you save up enough for a pack of cigarettes, come see me, Lippy Mo. Well, <clears throat> now nah, we might have enough for a pack of cigarettes if we pool our resources, Allendale. All right. Uh, at least a pack of bucks or whatever cheap-ass cigarettes there are out here these days. Well, I can get the cheapest kind. You got 60 cents? Between the two of yous? How much is a pack of ramen? I got to have that ramen. I'm going to sharpen it. Well, I'm afraid you're just going to have to come back and see me later. But I know a guy, like I say, he can get you. He can get you into another cell block if you do him a favor. But... I, listen, I don't want the pale riders to see me talking to you guys for too long. Get away from me, nerds, he says. And he winks at you. <laughs> and he uh, moves over towards the weights and starts spotting for another dude. You know, it's lifting weights out in the yard. And uh, you guys want to do anything else while you're out here in the yard? Uh, well, I was actually thinking, you know, maybe if we try to... Uh, we obviously got to get rid of this... Uh, problem we have with uh, what's his name? Well, which one? Stroker? Stroker. Yeah, Stroker is kind of an immediate... He seems to just... He's just picking on you guys. You know, he's just picking you as the ones he's gonna break. I had the thought maybe we could we could sneak into the workplace and maybe sabotage his little work area somehow. Maybe uh, at least get him to where he's not gonna be working with us. And maybe we could actually have it to where he might injure himself in some way but that doesn't we'd have to do that right away before tonight I think because I think they might come he might be coming for us tonight maybe we can set up some type of uh, actual uh, protection or something well <clears throat> I don't uh, I don't know what the, what the right thing to do is now I, I, I don't I'm talking about Possibly doing some kind of sabotage on here, that machine he was working on. Now I, I, I don't. I, we'd have to look at it. But I know one thing we could do, if it was just the three of us in there, we could probably ha- <laughs> see to it that he injured himself in a, a most grievous way, possibly that uh, would not that he would not then subsequently be able to implicate us in uh, if we could make it look like an accident somehow. And I don't not sure how how easy that would be. Well, we've got to do some scouting around, I suppose. Yeah, it's type of information gathering that maybe only time and a familiarity will uh, will hopefully give you a, a clearer option. The immediate problem being the warning Lippy Mo gave you that uh, possibly there's a guard on cell block C who's in with the Pale Riders. You know, one one possibility we could uh, do something get us in the the hole again probably the safest place for us well you wouldn't be the first person to do that get themselves thrown in the hole to uh, on purpose yeah on purpose but as you guys are standing in line to get into the cafeteria the, the buzzer rings all right convicts exercise is over time for chow you line up to get into the cafeteria uh there is a doctor you can tell he's a doctor he's got that classic you know white doctor's coat and uh, uh oh oh yeah yeah you i uh, uh see uh duke allendale right that's correct listen uh, uh i'm nurse falwell and uh i'm here to uh 
let you know you need to report tomorrow right after your work detail to group with Dr. Trudy. Oh. We're just going to talk about some things. Well, let's talk then, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to talk. just want to let you know about it, all right? Now, what time do you say? Four o'clock? Not just immediately after, immediately after uh, your work detail. As soon as you leave there and you get your check and you get your check mark on your clipboard that shows you did a good day's work, then you come straight over back to this administrative center. All right, they'll take you up. You can meet the other fellas and they'll talk with Dr. Trudy. Okay. All right then. So now you're in the cafeteria again, and the same fella who came up to ask you. With a brownie, you know, uh, for sugar tits earlier. Uh, well, well, hello again, hello again. Howdy. So I, I, I couldn't have sugar tits. My man, sugar tits, couldn't help but over here through the grapevine. Maybe you boys have got a problem. Well, uh, we might indeed have some kind of problem, but it's a, a fella goes by the name of Stroker who wants to shove his poker in my choker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the fellow. Yes, I do. But I would say your bigger problem might be the pale rider, son. Well, he is one. That's what I, I think he said. Well, he, he's sort of way down on the chain, oh, as I it see, were. But I they see. say King Kelly has gone ahead and given him the green light to get you boys. That's what he told us, yes. That's correct. Well, now, uh, I got to be honest with you. Sugar Tits has been watching you. But Sugar Tits got eyes everywhere. And he likes what he sees. So he's going to give you a chance to get in with the dog pack. Now, what do you boys think about that? Well, how do they feel about country music? Mm. <laughs> it depends on whether we talk about Charlie Pride. I, I love Charlie Pride. Well, I actually never heard of him, but... Well, all right. Because he stole all my music, I'm sure, just like Hank Williams Jr. did. <laughs> you saying Charlie Pride stole... You saying Hank Williams Jr. stole your music? That's right. Oh, boy, here he goes again. Don't get him started. Well, I've been hearing this for a long time now. Mm-hmm, I think I see. But I'll tell you this. I'm happy. I'm happy to uh, come over and you can make an introduction to Sugar Tits right now. And if you pay homage to him, and you let everybody know that you his, well, then you're going to be protected by the dog pack. I'll tell you what. And all you got to do is give him a little kiss. That's all. <laughs> just all you got to do, just give him a little kiss right on I- the foot. Oh, you kiss, dang. kiss Sugar Tits' foot. Think I'll be joining the muster rites. Well, well, wait till you find out what they make you kiss. <laughs> From what I understand, there's a lengthy initiation process, and they don't care for outsiders much. Um, they keep to their own. Um, in prison, it's when they find faith, maybe I'll find some faith. Maybe I'll convert. Well, okay, but I'm just trying to tell you that uh, you either with Sugar Tits and you're under his protection or you're not under his protection. Ain't nothing he could do for you. If you run into trouble with nobody else, all you got to do is kiss his foot. It's a sweet foot. I done kissed it. Enzo kissed it. You, he points back over the table where uh, Sugar Tits sits. Usually it's the same table he was at last time. You get the feeling it's his table. In the cafeteria, but there's a big, tall, the tallest guy you've ever seen. Gangly. He's maybe almost seven feet tall, but he's skinny. You know what I mean? He's not like a big, huge, bulky guy. He goes, That's Enzo. He's the fastest motherfucker out there. Now, he's what you might call Sugar Tits Enforcer. He kind of plays that same role that Ross the Hoss plays for King Kelly when Ross the Hoss isn't languishing in the hole for fucking with y'all. 
But Enzo, I'll tell you what now, Enzo, he, he's got a swift hand with that razor, you understand. And if Sugar Tits ain't happy with how everything is going, then ain't nothing he gonna be able to do to stop Enzo from coming over and <laughs> slitting your throat. Now, I ain't saying we're gonna slit your throat. But I'm saying, that's a razor that can fight for you or fight against you. And if you're lucky, that's a razor that, ed- that ignores you entirely. But I'm gonna have to go back, I guess, from what I think I'm hearing, I'm gonna have to go back and tell Sugar Tits you don't like to kiss his feet. I think he might be afraid that you think he got smelly feet. Well, I, 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 I certainly don't think he's got smelly feet. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't you give him my brownie again? Hmm. Just as a, a small token of my appreciation for keeping that razor sheath. Well, I don't think he's going to want just one brownie. You know how it is with a brownie. When you eat a brownie, you want another brownie. So I think maybe if both of my friends here give him the brownie, then maybe he think about giving you, say, 24 hours to make up your mind. Maybe for one night you'll be under his protection. That sounds reasonable to me. All right. So you guys give the brownie, right? And for, for just for future reference, uh, I don't even like brownies. So if I, you like fudge. <laughs> so if I could, if I, Again. this could be some kind of arrangement where I just give up the brownie every night. Well, maybe because as you can see, Sugar Tiz likes his brownies. Sugar Teeth looks like he's consumed several billion brownies in his time. Well, that's again just something I'm going to have to talk to Sugar Tits about. Will you let me know then? Well, hopefully the next time we talk, it's me talking to you and not Enzo. What if I could get some kind of hookup on some other sort of sweet like pudding? Wait a minute, you saying you get pudding? Maybe I've got connections. We ain't had no pudding in here ever since Pudding Box Jones <laughs> picked the big one. This would be something I'd have to... Bring in from the outside, you know, smuggle in. You know, I might be able to get hold of some marshmallow fluff. <gasps> but you got to look well, up It's been a long time since Sugar Tits been fluffed up. <laughs> well, so I definitely have to see what we can do. Yeah. I never bought much too much uh, marshmallow I, I, fluff. I, I, I hear you. I hear, I hear what you're saying. All right. Sounds like maybe you got something you'd like to put on the table and have Sugar Tits take a look at. Just, yeah. I mean, as we we'll Something get- sweet. Now, as we're getting acting, 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 losing my voice, I forget what I'm sounding like, trying to be like Elvis. Um, as we get acclimated to this, to this situation, well, you know, we can figure out kind of what kind of connections we've got and what sort of favors we might be able to offer. That's right, but listen, Sugar Tiss can only do so much for so little a time if you're going to stay in that cell block C, you understand? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 I've got a lead on that as well. But for tonight, for tonight. Y'all protected while Sugar, Sugar Tits considers your arrangement. And also, you don't go talking to Sugar Tits directly, understand. You talk to me, and I talk to Sugar Tits. Okay, what did you say your name was? He Headley. And, uh... All right, well... You don't want to know how I got my name. Says that right here in my notes. All righty then. You know, he's like the talking head for the gang, sort of his job. And, uh... Because Sugar Tits is old school. Is like the king of Persia. You got to talk to the floor, and then the floor will talk to the king of Persia's shoe, and then so on and so forth. So, anyway, with some degree of confidence about going into the evening, uh, as you guys are walking back, and you got about uh, 45 minutes of free time where the cells are not, the doors aren't shut yet, 
okay? Meaning just milling around in that open area in cell block C. There's a lot of looks in your direction, a lot of angry whispers, a lot of threatening uh, eye contact, uh, things like that. But nobody's actually messing with you openly. Whatever behind-the-scenes arrangement has been temporarily worked out for your protection is just barely in place. And you even see at one point a guy who must be King Kelly in there because everyone is very deferential towards him. And he's a bald guy, white guy, with a swastika tattooed on his neck. And he barely says anything. People whisper into his ear, and he nods or he shakes his head, so on and so forth. And every now and then they're all looking over at you. But at one point a guard comes in, and he leans over and whispers something in King Kelly's ear. Uh, can you see the name tag on that guy? Yeah, the name tag on on the that guard here, you are, you are assuming... Is the guard who they're talking about is Krat, K-R-A-T-T, and Krat? You see, make he looks over towards you while he's whispering, and then King Kelly shakes his head, shakes his head, and then Officer Krat goes back to what he's doing, and unless you do anything else that night, there's a few there's a few card games going around, you know, and things like that. You could talk her. Is it uh, too late to buy to go buy some stuff? I don't know. You can go ask the guard on duty at the gate. Okay. Well, you go up there and you see Officer Davis standing there. He's the guy who's in charge of letting people out or not to go to the commissary. Uh, what is it, Duke? Uh, well, I hadn't much gotten a chance uh, to go and buy something yet with my earnings. I warned you yesterday. You got thrown in the hole. You didn't even get any breakfast today. I told you that's how it was going to go down, you guys. There's really so much I can do. Well, I appreciate you uh, telling us, uh, Look, helping not, us out. It's only 15 minutes to lights out. I'm not supposed to let anybody go to the commissary this late. Well, surely I can uh, do you some kind of favor as well. well it's not about favor, but what do you need at the commissary? Yeah, I need protection. Protection? Mm-hmm. I'm buying some ramen. I'm going to sharpen one end of it. I know, I know uh, this isn't uh, exactly legal, but I'm just... You're telling me this? It's, for, uh, it's either this or I'll get, you know, uh, something. <laughs> i got to stick that ramen somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, listen, you know, I, I, I'm, I can't let you go, in, go into the commissary right now to buy ramen. That you told me that I could get in a lot of trouble. Well, what 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 do you want me to do? I, I just need to get that ramen. I want you to just don't involve me with any looks. Just just go to the commissary, all right? Just just make it quick. I appreciate that. Don't tell me any more about what you're doing. Okay, I won't. Don't make I I don't think you got that long to live, frankly. That's the only reason I'm letting you do this. Now, don't take advantage of this. Don't, don't you know who I am? No, I have no idea who you are. Stone Cold Killer, that's who. I'm not afraid of nobody. Well, then I guess you don't need any ramen, do you? Well... And I'm Officer Davis, and I like to be a nice guy when I can, but I'm no pushover, you understand me? All right. Just to show you what's what, I think you're going to have to wait till tomorrow for that ramen. What do you think of that? Maybe I ought to just murder you, too. In the face. (laughs) Buddy, I'm going to give you three seconds to just think about what you said and quietly walk back to your I just cell. don't want any uh, people thinking I'm not a murderer. Well, listen, man. Like I said, I'm going to 
to give you about three seconds to turn around and walk back to your cell, or I'm going to have to call the other guards over. It's going to get nasty. Uh, you wouldn't want anyone uh, thinking that you were uh, getting bribed or anything. I'm not getting bribed. I don't take bribes. Yeah. Okay, well, just so uh, I just want to make sure our reputations are intact. Maybe you ought to give me a little punch or something so so they don't think... Uh, oh, I see what you're going for here. Oh, man, I don't know. He, he raises up his nightstick like he's going to hit you with it. He's like, like he's afraid to fully follow through and punch with it, but he kind of whops you in the side, uh, the meaty part of your side with those. All right, convict, no, you can't go to the commissary right now. Get back here. Eat your ramen later. Oh, you are a tough son of a bitch, aren't you? That's right. I'm a tough son of a bitch. You get back there. All right, then. No more beatings now. Okay. Now, as you walk off, you see Officer Kratt approaching Officer Davis, the smirk on his face, and you hear Officer Kratt. So you're a tough son of a bitch now, huh? Real sarcastically. (laughs) Anyway, pretty soon your light's out, and there's a loud buzzer sound, and your your, uh, cell doors close. And the lights do go out, but there's a little bit of ambient light in there. And after a while, I guess you just lay there in the dark. Hey, uh, hey, no, Spivey. Oh, what, 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 what? What's up? What's up? I'm <laughs> you said you, you, you produce documents of some kind. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's right. If I have the right kind of materials. You ever get anything in from the outside? What do you mean? Well, what you do know, you have in mind? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I, I'm, I'm actually <clears throat> looking for ideas. I, I, I gotta find a way to protect myself. I feel like these uh, pale riders are gonna gonna come after me. Oh, look, I, 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 there's a guy. I've heard there's a guy who, who, you know, he could get you moved. Maybe that, that's what I've heard anyway. Yeah, I've got an iron in that fire. But, oh, you do. But uh, I, I just, I'm not sure how, how long it's gonna take. Uh, before I can make that happen, so in the meantime, it looked like crap might be uh, inclined to let Stroker come over here and uh, do some stroker. Yeah. You saying Stroker could come in here? Well, I don't. I think we're. I think we got. I think I got protection sorted uh, tonight from uh, Sugar Tits, but. Um, oh boy! Oh boy! But uh, you know, oh I'm not sure how long that's going to last. I, I can only give him my brownies. Listen, so many here's times. what you do: you take the. You got the toothbrush, right? I've got a toothbrush. Yes, yes. I could sh- potentially spend tonight, sharpen it. Spend tonight sharpening that thing. If you, if you, man, if Stroker comes in here, he'll get me too. With guilt by association. Well, now between the two of us, I think we might be able to take him. But uh, uh, well, I'm not a fighter. I'm a, I'm a white collar criminal. Well, but I could listen. I could. I don't know what to tell you. It starts stuff coming in from outside. I can I can help you maybe put some paperwork together, but uh, you're looking for a weapon. Gosh, I'm not your guy. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll start working on that. Boy, uh, I sure, I'm sorry, Frank. Working on that shit. That's all right. I hope you'll look out for me if Stroker comes in here. Oh, I, I I'm not much not much of a fighter, but I'll I'll fight with every ounce I got. There's no way Stroker's ever getting paroled, you know. So so he don't care about my skills and paperwork. Believe me. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's a bad guy. You know, he killed nine kids. Children? Yeah. Ooh, I don't, I, I can't, I don't, I, I don't too much like that. Well, anyway, good night, Frank. <laughs> good night. Sorry to freak you out there, buddy. Well, 
I guess I'll have bad dreams. Meanwhile, over in uh, over in your cell, Redford, he's laying there whistling in the darkness while you're trying to sleep. I actually, I wanted to um, put like a fake body in my bed uh, with clothes, put a decoy, and sleep under my okay. bed. And All I'm right. gonna sharpen my toothbrush. See, what are you, what are you doing, man? You really think that'll work? Says Redford. Mm. It looks kind of lumpy. Try. You need something for the hair. Yeah. Well, you want to give me a sample? No, no. I wish we had a mop or something. Well, hey, what do I? I'm just. I don't know what you're doing, man. I'm gonna turn around and face the wall and uh, not ask any questions. And, uh, but you can still. You don't have to have hair. He's just offering his two cents but you gotta kind of roll up the sheet and the one extra jumpsuit that they give you and make a when you sleep underneath anyway in the night it passes without incident and your first or your second day at Hardgate is over and the next morning the buzzer rings and it's time for the showers First stop. All right, convicts, get down to the showers. And one by one, you got to take your little bag with your soap in it. And uh, there's a few. Uh, people do have these like disposable razors, but they're they're so dull and they're such poor quality. That's why everybody's sort of unshaven looking in here. But yeah, everybody's marching down to the prison. You notice a spivey walks really far away from you, and. Uh, Everybody's just got their uh, little underwear on, and they're carrying their towel. And you're going to showers. It's all steamy and everything. You can't really see exactly where the guards are standing. But uh, you all enter the showers, and then you hear, Well, well, well. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful morning, says Stroker. And that's where I think we'll we'll end this episode here tonight. Uh, that guy again. So we will, uh, with that... We'll uh, go ahead and sign off, and we'll see everybody in our next episode. So, good bye.